accessibility. Perhaps this doesn't seem to matter to you right now, but I bet once you've heard what Jonathan Nadu has to say, you may change your mind. I certainly did. I have great eyesight, but still enjoy the screen zooming, and now I'm thinking about installing and using Okra to read things to me when I'm feeling lazy. <laughs> so, don't miss the first fundraiser for the Accessibility Computing Foundation.org. It'll be held on Saturday, August the 25th from 12pm Eastern until 12am Eastern. Yes, that's a crazy 12-hour podcast. Streaming live at thenewradio.net or have your say and ask questions via the Mumble server with up to 300 other people and help make this the success and proof of how beautiful Linux and the amazing community is. Why Accessibility in short, right now, accessibility on a computer carries a big price tag, which keeps many of those people who really could benefit out in the cold, as some 70% of disabled people who need the software can't afford it, or for some lucky people, if the government does pick up the tab for the overpriced proprietary software, then we, the taxpayer, are helping these proprietary companies make an easy profit which by all accounts they aren't really putting into fixing and supporting what they currently have. The goal for this fundraiser is to have 1,000 people become members of the ACF at $2 a month. There are three other levels of membership, but even just spreading the awareness of this great event and efforts by Jonathan Nardu and others will flex the big muscles of the Floss community and the power of the penguins. So take a look at Accessible Computing Foundation at theacf.co or linuxbasics.com that's B-A-S-I-X dot com where the last blog post has all this information as well. And mark your calendar for a 12-hour marathon on Saturday, August the 25th from 12pm Eastern until 12am Eastern. Drop in and show your support, even if you can't make the whole 12 hours. Hey, who of us are penguin enough for that marathon? Hi, this is Ken, and you are? I'm Becky Newborough. And we would know you from your sterling work at the uh, Crunchbang project, I guess. Yes, but I also have other talents. And what will those talents be, pray? I'm also the lug mistress of the Lincoln Lug Meeting. A lug mistress. What is a lug for those of us who uh, don't know what a lug is? A uh, lug is a Linux user group where like-minded people meet and talk about open source projects. Okay, and where is this group? Uh, in Lincoln, which is where I'm based. Okay, and how did you get involved in that? Or is there anything you want to talk to us about? Um, how I got involved with it was through a couple of years of coming to Crunchbang, listening to John O'Bacon and the book with, uh, about like giving back to the community, so I wanted to do that. Um, Marita Philip Newborough, who is the distribution editor of um, Crunchbang. And I just, I know, because he's the techie side of the family, I suppose I wanted to give something back to the community, so um, I wanted to set up the Linux user group in Lincoln. So this was a, there was no user group there prior to this. Okay, how did you go about actually doing that? Well, um, at first, I approached the Lincolnshire lug, which had been solely been run on the mailing list and, was, and 
to all intents and purposes a dead lug and I suppose I tried to reinvigorate it and try to get it going and sort of said you know enthusiasm and I'll do this and I'll do that and I met a lot of hostility in the form of or can we not say um, well no in the in the form of this is my toy box and I don't want to share you know I'd, I'd come along to a very what what I viewed as a dead lug and a dead mailing list and sort of said you know I know the mailing list is here you know how about if I set up a meeting you know would you let me do this and they sort of said no okay. so I set my own up <laughs> So you set your own up. Okay, excellent. And um, you were there all by yourself in a room, or how did that go? Well, no. Initially, I just—it was me and Philip. We just—we just last September. In fact, it's like nearly a year now. We're coming up to the anniversary. So in August, this was all happening on the mailing list. And in September, I picked a date, the third Wednesday, and I said we will be at this venue at this time. If you want to come along. Come along. Come along. And I fully expected it just to be me and Philip. <laughs> and did you, uh, had you set up another website, another mailing list at this stage? What did you need no. to do? All I'd done was contacted lug.org.uk to set up a Lincoln Lug mailing list and to set up a domain. I just set up a, a page that redirected that just said, you know, we are here, we're meeting at this time. And that was it. And I just tweeted it out and Google Plus, I set up a, t- I set it up a Twitter account, I set up a Google Plus page and just tweeted it. Okay. What was that website that you went to? The same, is it an overall website for uh, lugs in the UK? Yes, that's right. All of the lugs, they are all, um, all of their details are held on lug.org.uk domain. And if you click there, you know, the, the lug meeting that's happening in your area, you can very easily find out your lug and also neighbouring lugs as well. Okay. So you're sitting there in the bar. It's... Was it a bar? It was actually. It was the bowling alley because it does free Wi-Fi, free parking, really nice food, really nice beer. And I know the owners of the venue because my daughter bowls for Lincolnshire. That's actually a very good place to have it. You can shoot a few spares and talk about Linux. Absolutely, yes. And they made us feel really welcome. So, yeah, that first day, I just fully expected it to be Philip and I. But actually... Um, We had a couple of members from the old Lincolnshire mailing list. They had come along and we'd also attracted some friends from Hull Lug. So it's almost become a bit of an exchange programme. So we've got the Lincoln Lug and the Hull Lug and each month we travel to each other's lug meetings. Okay, that is fantastic. So uh, you've rejuvenated two uh, areas. Yeah, actually, um, Dave Harding, he's the lug master of the Hull Lug. Um, he has actually said that that due to the enthusiasm that he had seen on the mailing list from me trying to invigorate a Lincoln lug, gave him some renewed enthusiasm. He invigorated the, the Hull lug, and actually we've become, like I say, almost like a joint lug. We are separate, but we join together for so much. And actually, no reason why not, you know, seeing as a geographic thing. And I want to just put in a note here that um, there's nothing like getting, uh, you know, when you're sad and down, you go, why am I doing this? And somebody just sends an email to you saying, Thank you very much for the work you're doing. And I'd like to ask people uh, listening to the show to send off an email to other hosts who you've listened to a show, they've inspired you. Just a two-minute thank you for that show it really helps. Sorry, I distracted back to the star of our show. <laughs> no, that's fine. Now, actually, you're right, because when I was initially, I was so fired, full of enthusiasm, and I was emailing the Lincolnshire Lug, and I was saying, look, I'm prepared to do this, I'll organise the meetings, I'll set them up. But there was a definite feeling of... 
you're not coming to play with my toys. Yeah. And, and that really hurt because there was a lot of people on the mailing list were saying, you know, they were like shooting me down and, and I couldn't understand why, you know, for something that is supposed to be so free and open and yet they weren't prepared to share. And I really couldn't understand that thinking that, you know, they wanted to be a lug but actually didn't want to do anything about meeting in real life. And that's fine for them, let them do that. But I wanted to meet some friends, I wanted to talk to some people, I wanted to get techie, I wanted to meet, meet like-minded people over and share an experience over a beer or over a meal. So I thought, stuff it. So I did it. Excellent. So, you know, what's the message for our listeners coming from, the, from your experiences? One, I suppose, not get downhearted. Absolutely. I think the message is because there's been a lot of talk, you know, with the likes of, you know, Facebook chat, Google Hangout now, are lugs dead? And a lot of people are saying, you know, the lugs have had their time. But I think some renewed enthusiasm for lugs, I think if you define what you want out of your lug, and if you're not too prescriptive about what you want out of your lug, if you just go with the flow, you know, you can meet a whole bunch of new friends. And that's what we've done in Lincoln. Okay, fantastic. I'm just going to end it there. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Can you tell me what the website is for your, you know, if somebody wants to get involved, can you give me a website? Or indeed, if anybody's they're thinking how they're going to set up a lug in their area how, how do i contact you okay if you go on to lug.org.uk certainly for us in lincoln we are in the east midlands so you'd click the east midlands tab but if you want to set up your own lug all of the instructions on how to do it are there and they certainly helped me okay thank you very much enjoy the rest of the evening how's it going chris how are you doing i'm doing really well um i'm here at all camp this week uh, this year it's been uh, really good met lots of good people really friendly I should probably tell people actually it's over. We're in the restaurant on when is it Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, yeah we had a good day today. There was lots of talks on, lots of fun and games. And, so uh, not as much dancing from Ken last night. Okay. Um, less said about that, the best. Um, last time we were talking to you, we were talking about the Software Freedom. Software Freedom Day, yeah. Software, Software Freedom Day in Dundee. So in Dundee, yeah. So what's been going on since in your life? Um, the Software Freedom Day, uh, day event went really, really well. Um, really great. Um, the biggest change I suppose, that we've done at the moment is we've uh, moved from being a, a society that was at a university to a private co- uh, and our limited company. Mm, okay. um, with a, a limited company? We're now a limited company called the Software Society Limited. Uh, we have a directorship who meet once a month to make sure that we're meeting the goals of the society, which would be helping uh, talks to educate people, um, trying to set up some events to show people think, uh, how to use computers, how to install Linux, how to set them up, um, and any other sort of ideas we can do. Would that be a uh, for-profit company or as a non-profit organisation? It's a non-profit organisation. Okay, and that, that seems like a strange thing to do, to go from a Linux group to actually start a company. We're a limited company by guarantee, so we guarantee the membership. The yeah. membership's always guaranteed. Any money paid beyond that, I think it's usually about £11 we're paying. £10 of that's administration fee, but that goes to help out um, organising events and help to, to subsidise some of the events a little bit to help more people get involved. Um, we currently meet in a coffee shop, which allows people under the age of 18 to come to the meetings. Very nice. Um, and things, although, as, as per usual, after the meetings, we usually head Go to the a few berries afterwards. <laughs> but we tr- we're trying to be as open as possible to both, ki- both the younger generation and the older generation. Who decided to um, set up a non-profit company you know, from a lug standpoint? I mean, it's a great idea, but it's, it's a fantastic idea, actually. The the main idea we from it was we had a few issues with the university and politics and things. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to get into that, 
But um, when we came out of that, we decided um, we had a structure from the university of a president, a vice president, and a secretary. Yeah. And they were kind of not in charge in a, as a sense, but they were like who the community spoke to, and then they made sure it happened. And we found that really useful. So when we, we decided what we were going to do, it seemed like a good idea to have a bit, to get a bank account so that you could put money into that to provide it. But in the bank account, we had to be something. something. Yes. Um, and at the time, a company by guarantee, limited by guarantee, seemed to be a good idea. So then you have to publish your accounts, everything has to be open above board, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, we have to have a regular meeting once a month. Um, all the receipts have to be go through that. We have the treasurer, um, we have to have put our accounts out and everything, which means we're very open in that. We're quite transparent. Um, it's quite easy to find out what's been going on money-wise and other things like that. And uh, have you found any difficulties in setting that up? Any unforeseen issues? No, um, we've had no problems with setting it up at all. Um, the only, I mean, we've no, we haven't had any issues at all. There was a few issues with different directors maybe uh, not necessarily pulling the weight initially and stuff and that had to be sorted, sorted out and things like yeah. that. But we've now got a good team backing it. Everyone's pulling the weight getting things done and we're moving forward would this be something that you would advise other lugs to do um we've only been doing it for what good what, what five uh, six I'll months hold off the like question until next year how about um, that and it definitely seems to be working for us at the moment okay yeah. um we haven't had any problems we're still meeting um every two weeks um pretty much without fail yeah. and we're getting people talking um, we're maybe a little harsh with that kind of force people, you push people a little bit but we find that once people have started done a talk they're willing to come back and do another one yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're getting more and more people more and more I'm a, I'm a big fan myself for pressing the record button and getting it out there yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay um, sorry you were showing me a video earlier on we'll put recently, a link into the show notes if that's okay yeah no problem at all yeah, um, yeah recently we did a talk on uh, the Raspberry Pi brilliant um, yeah, yeah. basically giving you a basic uh, background of its history why it came about what this hardware was, what the hardware capabilities were, um, and then a little introduction to some of the, the newer features like the Scratch for um, kids building applications and stuff. I mean, I think there's a seven-year-old girl recently built her own version of Pac-Man using Scratch, which is like the jigsaw yeah, puzzle pieces, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great. Um, but what I wanted to do was show some people a bit more complicated stuff, so we got some Python involved uh, using the RP, RPI GPIO project, which is available on GitHub. And they uh, provide a library so you can run it in user space and connect to the inputs and outputs of these uh, GPIO pins on the Raspberry yes, Pi. Very good, yeah. um, so we can, we, we've got a button um, in the demo that demonstrates. So you've got a button with an LED that lights hardware-wise when the button's pressed. So that shows you the hardware's working and the button's being pressed. That's registered by the software. Python adds to a counter and then uh, outputs that those values on four LEDs up to the value of 16. So as it counts up, it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way up to 16, and then resets. Is it, that seems like a nice introductory project. project. Was it uh, difficult to set up? It's very easy to set up. Um, the wiring diagram is very simple. Um, we provided that as well. It's, um, I've got slides for it. I'll see if oh, I can yeah, get them sorted out. I'll get them sorted. The yep, yeah, I'll get them in the show notes. Okay, great. Um, and in that, they've got, we've got a wiring diagram for it um, with the pins we've connected to, yeah. and the code's available on GitHub as well. Um, just to give a, a great, you know, just to give a demo and get people started to show them that hardware is possible. Yeah, yeah. it's not just about yeah, software or running XPMC yeah. to yeah, play so your movies or something. Have we said before here, it's, the Raspberry Pi is all about the connectors, all about the. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not the only device with GPIO pins. Most devices have GPIO pins on them, but they're not usually documented. 
this time we have it documented in an easy, a reasonably easy format that we can get involved and we can start building our own devices. Yeah. I think in the future, once as 3D printers are becoming cheaper as well, what's to stop our kids building their own devices, yeah. uh, their own cases, their yeah, own yeah, yeah. gadgets? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's the next frontier, actually. Um, so, listen, you've got this uh, company for your, um, for your lug and stuff. What do you do to put food in the table now? Um, I used to work for an animation company. Um, uh, we did some uh, quite big projects. Um, um, one of the films was also nominated and stuff, which was oh, pretty good. Um, which has worked out well for me. You know? But um, I'm finding that the I think the moment there's a lot of companies out there that are um, struggling at the moment, especially mm-hmm. in the IT department. As they, I don't think they can afford to pay a full-time IT guy. So what I'm trying to do now is uh, um, start a new business to expand on that. Um, and to provide IT support for these small companies yeah. um, even if it's a couple of days a week or a retainer or something so that they can get involved we can set them up proxies and servers and caching yeah. servers and file servers and whatever they need to get them moving forward and then support that yeah, um, uh, right. what, so what's, the, what's your, um, your company? the company at the moment is called uh, Chrysalis IT Solutions okay. uh, chrysalis.com I'll put a link in the show notes um, how's it going well for you? It's uh, going pretty well at the moment, yeah. We've got a few contracts just now. Um, we're hoping to, uh, hoping to expand pretty rapidly. Yeah. Um, Do you use a lot of open source free stuff in your... Uh, I preferably use open source. Yeah. If I can use open source, then that's what I'll use. I mean, if a company has already got a system and they want us to work that, we'll work it out. Mm. But if we can provide an open source solution that would benefit them more, then that's the plan. Because, I mean, the advantages of not having the licensing costs yeah. and... They, it seems, to me, I've always found open source more stable, more reliable, um, which of course means they don't call me quite as much, but that's not necessarily yeah, yeah. a bad thing. No, no. Okay, good stuff. Enjoying the show. Have you, have you been to many talks, actually? Um, I went to a good, a good few talks, yeah. Um, I think we went to the Enigma talk, which was interesting from a historical point of view and seeing that, that you can get involved and stuff, which was good. Um, and a few other, uh, we went to a good few other talks. Uh, I think the other ones that stood out. I quite like the flash talk section, which was quite good, because yeah. that kind of got a few people involved, getting people <laughs> in a hurry, quite telling us uh, lots of different subjects about lots of different uh, things in a kind of short like period of time, talks, and it was yeah, good. Yeah. Um, gave you a lot to think about in um, a short time. But I mean, there was a lot. There was a few political talks which were good. Um, definitely got us thinking about the bigger picture, which a lot of us yeah, don't yeah. think about when it comes to open source IT and stuff and our own digital rights. Yeah. Um, and what data we're providing to companies and how they're going to use that is a big issue, I think, at the moment. Yes. Um, it seems to be moving forward, yeah. Um, I, had a, I think I've really enjoyed it. There's been a great crowd of people. Everybody's been friendly. Um, I definitely think one of the advantages of the conference this year is the fact that we had the, the hotel that everybody, sort of most people were staying does, at. Yeah. I think there was something like 180 people at the hotel, yeah. uh, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it meant that everybody could knew that you could go down to the main area and everyone was there, there and there was somebody yeah. there to talk yeah. to so we've, yeah people have been really friendly the, been the facilities have been absolutely excellent the, the uni has been the uni is amazing, amazing. You know, you, they'll be very hard pressed to top that next year um, it's someone it's a pity I can't afford to come down here all the time but I mean the, 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 the fab lab the, the fabrication lab that they've built in the university is amazing yeah. so the equipment they've got in there and the techniques they're building and stuff is amazing and it's great to see that they're using a lot of open source stuff as well um because that's what it's about, and that's what it's for. Yeah. And uh, the more people use it, the better. And exactly, yeah. More jobs for us. <laughs> exactly. 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 Right. Listen, we'll let you get back to your uh, dinner, pint, whatever it is at this stage. Uh, thanks very much for the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We're standing outside having 
quiet chat outside with Ian Kloss. Hi Ian, where have you come from today? Uh, Limerick, Republic of Ireland. And what's the what's the Linux scene like over there? There is a small group of us which you know try and keep the open source ideals alive in Limerick. Um, there is one guy who is actually very much involved in it who tries to keep uh, people mostly interested all the time, and you know by doing various stuff, you know uh, Ubuntu meets. You know, lug meets and stuff like that. I don't think we actually have a lug group, but you know, we have dedicated, interested party of people um, that try and spread the ideas that we actually, you know, that we all believe in. Do you have like a website or something that you can? No, there isn't. Unfortunately, there's no website. There's no dedicated, no nothing central really at the moment. But I mean, we do have a conference. I'm not sure what the conference actually is, but it will be uh, in October. Um, which you know I can send details on to you as well Uh, which we apparently do have Mark Shuttleworth coming down to talk okay about what just Mark not entirely sure Uh, whatever Mark Shuttleworth wants to talk about pretty much (laughs) (laughs) I've been to space I will (laughs) talk whatever I want to talk about I guess but no I mean there's no organised group there's there's a good few of us who believe in it I mean there's far more uh, weirdly enough there's probably far more android enthusiasts yeah. I mean people who really you know love the Android system and understand that it's Linux based and all that um, then we actually have desktop users who would actually be into you know open source software and all that it does seem to be quite a mobile based you know community in a sense but uh, we don't have there's no real huge kind of um, Apple Mac user base uh, there's you know the standard windows everybody uses and then there's us you know who use linux and um but there is some people uh, that i have met down there who are actually trying to push it now um business and enterprise to actually show businesses how they can actually save money because obviously in ireland at the moment we have a situation where you know, money is tight, uh, companies need to save money, and, you know, there is at least a couple of guys down there at the moment who are trying to push forward a whole agenda of free software. This is how you can actually save money without a Microsoft license. And, you know, they have some decent ideas and good plans, but as anything in the um, economy which has, you know, virtually collapsed, it, it's difficult to still do. Like, you know, people are still hanging on to what they have at the moment for as long as they can go, go you know. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it has a start. I think I'll be moving to Cork in September, and uh, I recently found out that uh, UCC, actually University College Cork, actually contributors to a open-source lettering recording program. Yeah. And they actually do have a far more active group down there than we would have in Limerick, which, you know, is a smaller less active city yeah is there a nationwide any sort of nationwide uh, collective we've probably earlier in this in this episode you've heard becky there's a a network for lugs in the uk is there sort of equivalent for ireland yes we do have an equivalent um but you'll find that it's um there'll be a few lug groups like you know and there'd be a you know there is a national yeah there is a national movement but I would say it's so much smaller. Yeah, it's a smaller country. You know, it's a smaller country. Mainly Dublin, Cork. Um, Surprisingly enough, you wouldn't see it much in Galway. I think Sligo have a look 
group, weirdly enough. Um, if you're looking at All Ireland, obviously Belfast would probably be one which uh, jumps out more. University towns are always going to have yeah. it more. Unfortunately, the town I live in, University Town itself, it is, but... UL is a very, you know, enterprise, business, university, unfortunately. Yes. So okay. um, I don't think, um, well, if they can make more money from Windows, that's where they will go, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else that you want to, any projects coming up, any things that you're, catches your mind? What was well, it's not catching mind, it's actually a project I'm planning to do. I'm, like I say, heading to UCC myself. Uh, I'm studying history and archaeology. It's, you know, so far away from anything technological, you know. However, in archaeology, there is a number of tools which has to be used, computers these days, uh, reconstruction of sites, of finds and stuff like that. Um, I'm looking, when I go to Cork, to actually do this mainly as much as I can, um, you know, without actually looking at percentages and stuff like that, as much as I can with free software, see if the alternatives are out there. I mean, this is another um, area which there's not a lot of money invested in it these days. You know, um, a lot of big digs have already been... And we know we have more coming up, but um, we need to, you know, look at some ways of making of saving money, you know, because in the end we're not getting the funding these days from the government. So if, we, if I can actually do this course, which is three years, and I can only use you know, open source software, then all the better. Yeah. And I'm hoping to maybe, I'll be suggested the Free Software Foundation have said that, you know, you know write a blog about it, um, you know, let us know how you're doing and stuff like that. And you know, this is something I actually plan to do. You know, it's, um, I need to approach the college at some point as well when I go down and say, look, you know, what do you have open source-wise? Because, you know, in the end, universities, they, you know, you, the open source guys are all computer, you know, they're doing some sort of computer degree. This will be probably one of the first times somebody's come up from, from doing a history degree, an arts degree, yeah. and turn around and says, look, I want to do this, you know, yeah. can you help me? So, you know, we'll see how that one goes. I mean, um, it's, you know, it should be interesting because... I can't, you know, they might already be, I might go down there and find they're all open source anyway, like, you know, but I severely doubt it, like, you know, it's, um, you know, hopeful thinking that's going to be the case. I might be one of the first to actually try and do something like this um, in UCC itself. What did you think of Old Camp? Anything? Uh, About what? Old Camp. Old Camp. Old Camp. Old Camp was brilliant. Again, Everybody who's organised it has done um, a brilliant job. I this is the first time I've been from, but I heard um, about you know how well it went last year. Uh, Odd camp this year in Liverpool, uh, spiritual home in a sense, uh, I suppose. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Might not have gone to all the lectures I would have hoped to have gone to, all the talks. Um, next year, hopefully, might do a talk myself after the first year after college and see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, I've really enjoyed it. The only thing I would turn around and say is, please supply coffee for free. <laughs> oh, and uh, with that, thank you very much for the interview, and uh, look you. forward to hearing next year about your uh, we'll software how the adventures. Go. Okay, cool. Okay, this is officially the last recording I'm going to do. Well, forever. Well, at least for this. <laughs> and I'm outside talking to Fab. How are you doing, Fab? I'm I'm good. Uh, quite tired, but good. Was was the whole thing as short for you as it was for me? Yeah, completely. I mean, I, I just ran around. I didn't see a talk, obviously. And yeah. Just you know, yeah. And I'm really tired. <laughs> yes. And and you just had the big move, for, obviously, from Germany. Yeah. Well, I moved. Oh God, it must be two months ago yeah. now. I I moved uh, from Germany to London for for a new job. 
well, first real job, really. Yeah. Um, tech journalism, yay! Oh, it's cool. uh, yeah, and it was obviously it was a big, big move and everything, and uh, quite, you know, quite taxing. But it it all got together with the Ockham thing, you know. It's kind of kind of massed together, yeah. and all just coalesced on these these two months, and it just got too much. I think. Yes, I know it's, it's freaky out. Um, because we had DJ, we interviewed DJ here last year on. Uh, oh on yes, the yeah, 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 yeah my boss. Yeah, hey, he's, boss. He's, he's my editor. Did he interview you last year? Um, at, at camp, that would be cool. The inside track. Um, you mean did I interview? Did Did you get the job? No, 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 I didn't. That I got the job much later. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I'm. Uh, in I started working for them in March um, from Germany, back yeah, from Germany. Yeah. So I, I worked three months um, basically. Uh, from home, yeah. um, and then I moved over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't even know him. At, I, no. I saw him at last. Okay, but that's the first time I met him. I didn't, didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah, the, he won the. Uh, I every as every one of these events, I do a, like a private competition myself. Who is the best T-shirt? And he won last. Oh year. yeah, he's, he's he had he, uh, uh, on his T-shirt. I see dead pixels. Yeah, yes, he's he's got he's got awesome he's T-shirts. He's like he he beats. Anybody with geeky T-shirts and with tablets. He had like, what, did he have like seven tablets? Yeah, or something? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, actually, I had never heard of the H before that, and then I was subscribed to it. They have some really good stuff. Lots, lots of people don't know about us, and they should. I yes, mean, I say do. this because I work there, but still, I get quite a lot of, um, you know, on the on Twitter and whatever. I get people like they sent me links, and they're like, you should, you should talk about the story on Linux Outlaws and you should or have you have you seen this and then I have to go well actually I wrote about this two, two <laughs> weeks uh, no not two weeks more, more, more like like three days or something yeah. ago and then I sent him a link to us so. no the hit date is, a, is an excellent resource so I'm glad really uh, I met DJ last year and was following that so tell me um, I'm not going to bore you with any how's, actually, how was that coming um, for me, it was awesome. I, you know, it's just I didn't see any, you know, <laughs> I don't know how the talks went. But um, for me personally, even when I go to these conferences now, just go to them. For me, it's more the people and meeting people, and I think that was good. I got lots of people telling me and other people, and you know, on Twitter and stuff that 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 was the biggest thing for them, meeting people. And I, th- I think it was it was really good. It, it seems to get better every year. I don't know how, but the the venue was the fantastic. venue was awesome. Dan did a great job, by the yeah, way. I must say, hats off. To Dan, the hotel has been the weirdest hotel ever. It's it's really it weird. It is like honestly, people, just to give you an idea, if you think, go go rewind a, a Hercule Pyro yeah, uh, type hotel. It's like from the eighteen fifties. It's like grand rooms with yeah. grand. But it's not like one of these things where they have where they converted it to a hotel where you can see yeah, it's it was a mansion it's, or what it was it, it was as built a, as a hotel. But in like the if you think it kind of reminds me of the Titanic. If you if you it's like much. that kind of like it's art deco. It's like they have this huge. I don't know what it is, like a ballroom or something. Yeah, or and it's just like a hall, ch- chandeliers, and and it's just a, a, like an avenue to other ballrooms. It's but, amazing. I mean, the room, the walk down to the venue yeah. last night was like walking through the twilight. Yeah. So you go down this stairs, you go left. Yeah. There's four more ballrooms, and there's four more ballrooms. They have all these rooms, and it's 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 quite weird because it's actually it's falling apart a yes. bit, and it's actually they're they're letting it. I don't know. They're they're not looking after it as much as well. Maybe I'm used. You know, I'm German, and we are quite fastidious with these things. Yeah, and so maybe. Uh, but it's it's still it's a cool and the venue was awesome. I mean, they classic, they did yeah. um, well. They gave us the venue for free. Um, they did a lot of work for us. They put up um, you know signs and everything, 
and they were just extremely helpful on the day as well. I mean, we had technician, we had the technician from the venue, we had uh, ladies sitting at the reception the whole time, and it's it's a university, uh, you know, it's it's uh, Liverpool John Moore's University, and it's one of their buildings. But you know, they they were there on the weekend and just helping us yeah, out. And I, stuff. I, I don't know. I, very, I mean, obviously, you want to move our camp around, and I know. You I don't know if we're going to move it around. I, 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 I would do it here again. To, yeah, it'd be really hard pressed to beat that venue. The, the thing is, the venues have gotten better every year. Yes. Um, I love. I really love the Maltings. The last year's venue, yeah, we said this is like the best venue. Is no way we're going to be. Well, the thing with our camp is it lands wherever somebody's somebody on the ground is taking the biggest responsibility. You know, you have to be. You have to have somebody there who, who goes to the venue. And clears all these things up and so this this year it was Dan again um, so that's basically how it comes we, yeah. we're not moving it um, on purpose really but it's at the same time I, I can imagine the absolute stress of yeah. doing something like that you kind of want a, a year off the Dan well it's, Dan, it's, Dan really don't downplace it, it yeah. but it was I, I think it was a massive amount of, of stress and work and Dan and Les Pounder. I give a shout out to Les Pounder. He's uh, he is so organized. He did you know the, we had so so much crew. That crew was and everywhere. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. and they help you with everything, and it's really cool. So I, I got like really that, and I just saw. I gotta say, I, just, I basically just saw happy people of people that were there, and everybody seemed to have a good time, which is the best thing. You know, you get these, you hear these things like the, these days. You have these conferences, and there's like this sexual harassment stuff going on, and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's just that is such, Ockham has such an awesome atmosphere. Did you notice as well the the, the breadth of people? There were yeah. lots of young people, yeah. lots of older people, lots. Of, I mean, you would not think that okay. 100% geek right from the yes. oldest to the youngest <laughs> of course but all but very different yeah, yeah I, 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 we, we always had that from the beginning I think it's a it's a factor of our two podcasts being very different Linux Outlaws and Ubuntu UK podcast having very different audiences and we both pull from these audiences and I think it's worked always worked very well um, you know they're kind of You'd, you'd think they clash, yes. you know, because they're kind of different mentalities, but it always, always works out well. And if you have a place where you get people together that are different, everybody learns something, you yes. know. Um, and I think that, I mean, we, and it's not like, it's also because it's not a free software conference in itself. I mean, we had open hardware, we, we had culture stuff, we always have culture stuff. I mean, we had, you know, I, I tried to get this, uh, it was a bit of a fail, I tried to get this Minecraft thing going and I figured out it was a lot harder than I thought. But for example, we had people commenting on that, that it's not free software. And, you know, we, as the organizers always said, well, OCAMP is not only a free software conference. We're yeah. much about free software, open source, but we're also about open hardware and stuff where there's just no not free software involved. And we just want to, we don't want to exclude somebody yes, from, from that because I I think we have this mentality, and Dan has talked about this on Links Outlaws a lot. That um, if you get people in there that are maybe not that well known. Well, they don't know open source that much, and they come there for another reason, and they see all the open source stuff. Then they, you pull them you, in. yeah, you might pull them in. And, and I mean, even Richard Stallman says, yeah, Steam coming to Linux is a good thing. In general, you know, it's bad yeah. it's proprietary software and evil. But it'll get now they're using more yeah. open source software and, and well, there's sorry, free software, it, as he would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing with the thing we have with with Linux and open source is that I think there's a huge number of people out there that have no idea what it is, 
and they, they, they don't come in contact with it. I mean, even if you have the what some people would call the worst case, if you have people that only come to it because it's free as in beer, yes. um, I think that's, that's good as well because that's... I, don't, I can't really remember how I got into it, but it, that might have been... That was definitely a factor. So, I mean, and that's something, you know, that's, that's something that pulls people in and they will, they will then... I mean, not everybody will, but quite a few people will, will then... You know, hear about all the the other stuff that's involved. Yeah, you know. and then they can make up their own mind. Yeah, well, it's Absolutely. like freedom and the kind of morality that's involved there, and you know. And it's compatible with. I mean, the the lady who was converting T-shirts and you know the old old kind of T-shirts. Really fun. Into, yeah, into bags. Yeah, but stuff. It's like there are a lot of people out there into into the green culture, into the recycle, and not to the waste, who are very compatible and very open to yeah. to like the old campion thing. And I thought it was great to have those people. Yeah, and here. it's okay. It's a bit weird because, like, for example, the name has nothing to do with what it really is, and yeah. we just came up with the it's name. Too late it's now, just, uh, yeah, yes. and it's just sticking. Um, yeah, I mean, we had Stephen Fry doing a video and like going on about okay we can't change the name now you know yes. Stephen Fry knows the name that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it, it's just it, it's it's a weird mix you really gotta gotta, gotta be there and I think it's uh, I do think it's an important event because here in the UK um, I mean I'm amazed it's it is the biggest you know I, I, I was always I, I didn't want to say like we're the biggest open source event or whatever but we are it, it, there's that's really you know we basically took over from like radio live mm -hmm. and it, it was a big thing because um, people were saying we can't let like radio live go away and then yes. there's nothing there so we basically we started it from somebody's got to pick up the slag that was the, the idea yeah, stepping up to the plate uh, actually this year I must say was the first year where I thought do you know my wife would actually like to come and see this and then I go around to something else and go you know she'd really like this I think it really worked out this year that we had other stuff there as well you know we yeah. had all the hardware stuff and people you know they were like I don't know even Dan's mum had his nephew oh da yeah. yeah but the thing is Dan's mum is a proper oh, she's geek gorgeous, she, yeah. but she's also very geeky yeah. um, but you know we had all this stuff I mean Katie my girlfriend was coming along and we actually um, our English uh, is fantastic by the way picking up an English accent as I've noticed yeah um, well, she, sorry she, no no she, she always she, she, she's very humble in this kind of things but yeah um, I, I think that I think she's really doing well but anyway um, we had you know we, we It's it's stupid to say you know it sounds weird to say this but it's I always look around and um, when I see that there's a lot of women there it's kind of you know for a geek conference yes. it's it's still a abysmally low uh, a percentage for anything else but for a geek conference it's actually not bad and I, and I and I like that and whatever it is about Oc Camp I mean there's there's so much stuff going on I think that's what it is you know there's we we have like the geek Nick and whatever and Dan came up with all this all this weird stuff that comes around you know goes on you know in in the evening the the music stuff um, it's just brilliant. just yeah. it's some some work, works music. yeah so right okay enough about that how have you how are you long enough here in the UK to be adjusted to life Uh, God. Well, the thing is, I don't know. I don't know if... I, I lived in Australia for quite a while, yeah. so I got used to that. I'm really used to being in another country um, that, you know, since Australia basically... I suppose you're more prepared for... I, I, yeah, I was there in school, basically. they I, I went for a year to in a, in a host family. They dropped me in a host family where they don't speak a word of German. So yeah. I got, like, the proper culture shock yeah. thing. And after that, yeah. it's really hard to face me. I mean... Um, there's a lot less differences between the UK and Germany than there's between Australia and Germany. So, I the 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 biggest thing for me adapting is actually London, because I'm not a big city guy. Yeah. 
I was thought Berlin, I'd never moved to Berlin, that's way too big, I don't want to go there. And now basically I wanted, really wanted this job, I thought the job was brilliant, and I said, well, if they want, to move, want me to move to London, I'm going to do this, I'm going to yeah. make this happen. And I did, but now I'm basically in this huge city, and I'm trying to adapt. I'm kind of lucky because I live in Wimbledon, and um, I've learned that London is in, incredibly uh, green, for example. There's like all these parks and stuff that I had no idea. I mean, London has a lot of facets to it that you don't see if you're just there as a tourist and I'm kind of just discovering that but it's 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 coming together well I think it's kind of working practical things power cords uh, I don't know the, the power cords are not, it's like if you're German there's some things that are just um, you know it's, it's with every you, you, you come from one country and you only notice the peculiarities about your country if you go somewhere, somewhere else yes. and you see the difference. I mean, one, one of the things, um, let me put it this way. In Germany, we isolate houses a lot. We have lots of laws that are like, you know, for green housing and stuff. Insulation. And then and put, yeah, put in heat insulation everywhere. Yeah. And like, they actually have now, if you have older houses, you have, you're forced by law to renovate them and put yeah, insulation yeah. And, and save power and stuff. And I moved into this flat and my, my father came up and we, they brought my stuff up. And I wanted to, to put a, a cupboard on the wall. So we take, my father takes a drill and just drills into the wall. And the drill just goes, <laughs> and it's gone. And we're like, that's weird. So it's basically a plasterboard. And it went through the plasterboard. There was nothing. So in Germany, you'd have plasterboard. And then you'd go right into stone, you know, in yeah. the, the, whatever the stone they use for the walls. And then you'd put your, um, your you know, yeah. the, the, the whatever in there. Um, but that you know there was nothing there and we were like we were looking out the window looking at the wall like through the we were like the wall is this thick and there's only plasma so we figured out it's basically just bricks so in, in the UK they seem still to build houses which for Germans amazing they build houses by taking bricks you know real bricks in Germany if you see brick houses they're actually made out of you know they use these stones that are hollow yeah yeah for decades they're just building houses with that and then you have you put insulation on that and then you put like fake bricks that are really thin yeah. just to put that on the outside so it looks like bricks and that you won't find like you'd be hard pressed to find a house really built out of bricks in Germany anymore yeah, yeah. and that was just like culture shock it was like what <laughs> I'm gonna put something on the wall here yeah, it's yeah. like so we had you know if you use like plasterboard things yeah, but yeah. basically I think they just had bricks and then they, they nailed uh, uh, wooden Struts, struts on that and then put plasterboard on that yeah. and it might be insulation in between not there was n there's no insulation we no. looked in, it, it's like that, that's zero. called the air insulation yeah. and I'm doing air quotes yeah. the air so it's basically, basically you, nothing yeah in yeah. Germany that would like okay. there's probably houses like that but you, you, you know it's that's one of the things that's really well, very different I actually different. think that's a good thing you know it freaks you out after a while but it's, it's well I think insulating houses is generally a good thing um, but taking that example aside, it's a good thing to go to another country, see different things, yeah, you and learn. you assume so much about yes. where you're living. And you go like, when I went to the Netherlands and found simply that they built the house, they built the windows. When they're building a house, they build the window frames first, <laughs> and then build the house around the window frames. I mean, you think about it, that's so much more logical than yeah. building the wall and cutting the hole in it. But um, yeah, anyway, that has nothing to do with that. What do you miss from home? 
Um, well, the one thing is bread. Um, yeah. If you're outside of Germany, there's no way to get bread like in Germany. I mean, lots of people think I miss beer, but I really like the beer in the UK. You know, it's very different. There's a lot, lot more variety. So nice real ales. I must say, the hotel doesn't have. Any no, of them. no, the hotel doesn't. know that was. But someone, someone say it's diluted urine. Uh, yeah. However, <laughs> oh, yeah, but around here in Liverpool, there's, there's lots of cool stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they I, I, I do like the beer. I mean, the, the one thing you can't expect. I'm quite a Pilsner fan, and you can't expect a Pilsner in the UK. No, no, they just don't. You know, if you're outside Germany, I think they don't. Yeah, well, it's not from Germany. You know, it's Poland, you know, Czechoslovakia, all those countries. But in the UK, you just can't expect no, proper no, Pilsner. So, but that's yeah, okay. I can get okay. that when I'm back in Germany. I have to ask a question. You know, I do. I can't help myself. I come 13. Is it coming? Uh, oh my god that's that's like the it's, it's too early to say yeah no we really don't want to commit but you know the thing is um, I think it's getting to such a stage it's, it's unlikely it's, that it's not it's happen. immense pressure from everybody now to have this because as I said if it goes away um, the UK basically loses a big thing and um, there's like the, the question for us is why it's difficult for us it's because we are these two podcasts and we just sit together and we just basically have a mailing list and we discuss and then somebody basically needs to you know put his balls basically put your money where your mouth is and put your spots on the line so to say and uh, and that's always a bit you know because it's is, 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 it time, is it getting now big enough where you, you can take in somebody else and start okay you have you, your two podcasts and then just have like a committee that will come together external people like yeah. the crew concept Ma- well a bit we already have that I mean we basically the, we, we already outsource if so to speak so much stuff I mean yes. um, the crew was involved before we have people helping us I mean John Spicks writing campfire manager yeah. and all that kind of stuff we have that is really not the problem but in the end there is one person who's on the ground who's basically taking this responsibility I mean Dan also put put right? up yeah. money for this uh, that we get back that's why we sell merchandising and stuff right. you know to get the money back but somebody needs and before that it was uh, Tony Whitmore um, did a lot of that you know you, you, you put stuff online somebody needs to do it so basically what we always do is like we let this rest for at least three months well yeah, usually it's right. like around Christmas it comes up you know there's so many people there's people asking for the podcast and around Christmas it comes up again and then we'll decide. I'm, I'm pretty sure there will be... Uh, well, the reason I need some. to ask is my wife works on a six-month schedule, so I kind of need to plan the holidays. So around Christmas, I'll bring up the question uh, again. Yeah, I, I know that uh, we, we are well aware of the sh- scheduling thing, and but Ockham is just so... Uh, in, in that respect, so fluid, because we never know who's going to do it, yeah, so we don't yeah. know where it's going to be. Um, I'm really... I See, see I'm, 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 I'm split on this, because I saw that then did such, so much work. And I really don't want him to do it again next year because he, I think, needs a rest and well deserves it. But, I mean, uh, from talking, we all like the venue so much. It might be nice to, get uh, yeah. them, um, to look now specifically at universities and other locations, perhaps. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely one thing. I mean, that, that's, a, that, that's a good thing. I mean, the, the thing is the venue is the biggest cost by far. If we can get it like we did this year, 
um, if we can get the venue for free, that that makes a lot a lot of things a lot easier because then you don't need to worry that much about sponsorship. Yeah. You know, the the thing we got sponsorship for this year is most it's all extra stuff. It's still needed. Nice you know, it's it's good. It's we we need it, but it's like if you get the venue, you're like there's like this okay. huge block of concrete yeah, yeah, yeah. because before you need to get sponsors, you need to. You need to get enough money up front from people who are committing, and then you can go get a venue. Yeah, yeah. So if you have the venue first, it's basically it's, it's it starts off uh, on, a, on a lot easier you okay. know, footing. Listen, I'm going to let you go. This is the last interview. I want to thank you. Oh, first of all, I want to just take the opportunity to thank that guy who donated the Nexus Seven. Oh I yes, that was the coolest thing out. I can't. I, I don't even know who. I don't even know his name. But no, but he was great. So we basically we uh, were giving away a Nexus Seven um, that we got for sponsorship, and the, the guy just donated it back to us, which I thought I couldn't believe it. And then and we it, auctioned it, was a it off. Moment of confusion, like, uh, what do you mean? Do you want somebody else to? Really yeah. No, auction it off. And oh, then, okay. but there was two. You know, it was twofold because he gave it back and we auctioned it off. Well, it's twofold because you got it from uh, from uh, Adam, Adam Sweet, when his com- place, company yeah. uh, Transitive yeah. Technologies was really great, and he, he they gave us that, and then 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 he gave it back, and then we auctioned it off, and the guy who bought it bought it like ridiculously over the price he could have just bought it on the Play Store <laughs> yeah. just to support. Okay, I mean, this is just. Yeah. You know, we we have so many people really helping us out and really showing that they want this event, and that's basically what makes us put it on over and over again because there's people that come there, they say they like it, they say it on Twitter, you know, there's people that really have a good time and that's that's the thing that once you make you know, that that basically motivates everybody to do it again. Okay. It's basically like podcasting. I mean that's what you do. You don't do it for money, you do it, you know, if you have people who come up to you you know, at these events and say, we really like what you're doing. I mean, you must get the same thing. Well, th- this year was for the first time, actually, that somebody's come up and it's a bit, a bit embarrassing, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a bit, yeah, it feels weird, but yeah. it's kind of that thing that keeps you going, at least that's what, you know, what keeps me going because if, if, I, if I'd be feeling like nobody's going to listen to Links Outlaw, for example, then, you know, nobody's going to want it, then why would you keep doing it? Okay. Thank you very much. Shake your no hand worries. here, shaking the hand of everybody involved in the whole thing. It was great fun. It was abso- actually it was unbelievably short. I don't know why. I was just went into the raffle thing and was going, "What? It's over." Yeah, I, I, I felt I felt over. like this as well. That's one one thing I have to say. I, I fell in this in this hole. Um, actually, know this from the uh, I, I I was involved with Shakespeare Company in Bonn. And they have this thing, uh, we call this the production hole. Yeah. It's like when you do this production, you put on this play and then you seven days where you produce this play and, you, yeah. you, you, and then after after it's over, you met all these people, you spent so much time with them putting this play together and afterwards just like over and you feel like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. yeah. And I felt like that I, with okay. I really had that, but then That's a we good came sign, down though. here to the Leaf people. And I, I said it earlier, there must be models in here working. <laughs> yeah. And they're really so nice. They've been sponsoring the tea and stuff. Or they've been doing the shop. Yeah. Uh, it's something Dan again and, found. And yeah. People got some, got some food into them. And people had a chance to say goodbye and kind of walk away. And yeah. it really just given me a sense of closure. And that's why I'm now turning this okay. off and putting the microphone away. That's a good away. point. And ladies and gentlemen, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Liverpool out. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. 
If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.